This is the Simply Love Jesus podcast, where we explore life and faith through the lens of one question, which is, what does it mean to simply love Jesus? My name is Caleb, and, you know, I just wanted to record this episode kind of as a reflection of not only these recent episodes, a series that we just got out of, uh, but also to give you all a little bit of a life update, a little bit of some updates on some things that have been going on. I know some of our listeners may have recognized that our podcast episodes have been a little bit more sporadic with the exception of the Let's Talk About Race series, which has about four episodes. You can check those out. And so a couple of things that I thought you would love to be made aware of to kind of explain some of the more sporadic, uh, inconsistent episode postings as of late. Uh, First off is that I am currently really busy on finishing my book, Simply Love Jesus. The book is going to be finished here within the next few weeks and hopefully will be published within the next few months. Very excited about that. And you can actually get involved to help support this book by becoming a supporter. And you can do that by uh, donating via Patreon. And so we started a Patreon account. So you can find us at, at SLJ Ministries. And to, to be a supporter uh, is really to show a next level amount of um, belief and wanting to jump into the journey of Simply Love Jesus. And uh, what that means is that you can help us go further, faster. You can help us reach that next level of being able to reach others around the world and to teach others what it means to simply love Jesus. It's to help influence and inspire all people to live a life that revolves around loving Jesus. And you can be a part of that journey and helping support that by giving financially. Basically, when you become a patron member, uh, we categorize you and simply love Jesus as a supporter. And so one of the things is that we actually add you to our team. And what that means is on the Simply Love Jesus website, when it says meet the team, you know, you have a team that helps put all this together. You have Never Lose Hope Designs who helps with our apparel. They help design and and, and produce our apparel. Um, you have Aaron Collier who kind of serves as my accountability and kind of he kind of serves behind the scenes as a more of a think tank for me and helps me with all the, a lot of behind the scenes stuff and simply love Jesus. You have myself and I'm in charge of the the vision behind simply love jesus god you know god started this this whole thing through a vision that he gave me and and started this all with a question which is what does it mean to simply love jesus and so you know i'm part of the team as kind of just being in charge of things and and vision casting and just trying to push this vision forward um and you have some of our podcast team members that you've you've met already if you've been tuning in regularly such as griffin stewart jacob new micah mays and you can also be part of that team by becoming a supporter and what that means is we're going to add you to our team page and we're going to add the names of all of our supporters oh i just got a text message from aaron actually <laughs> anyways you can become a supporter and you can be added as part of our team by giving and helping us and the, the, there are many benefits that you can have by being a supporter not just being 
added as a name who is part of our team. Uh, but there's other benefits as well. You get early access to our content. So for example, when my book, Simply Love Jesus, comes out, you will have the opportunity to purchase that and get it before it's even publicly released. And then you will get a signed copy by me. Um, you'll be able to be added as a supporter to our Facebook group, the Simply Love Jesus Facebook group, where it's only for supporters. And it's a place where we get to, to come together um, as like-minded people who are for what Simply Love Jesus is all about. We are we are about teaching the world, bringing the church back to the greatest commandment to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love your neighbor as yourself, to ground these things in the gospel and teaching others that loving Jesus is actually simple. And when we understand that, everything falls into place. And not only does loving Jesus change the way that we see our personal problems, but the problems in the world. And it is through God's love that we can change the community and the world around us, the people around us, and we can actually help the world to see Christians as they were intended to be seen. Um, and so that's a, we have a Facebook group where those people who believe in that message, believe in, in that mission, can be together and encourage each other. It doesn't necessarily have to just be about Simply Love Jesus, but you guys will get more of that inside scoop. I'll be posting specific content exclusive to the supporters, to that Facebook group. Um, you also, as a supporter, get 10% off of all merchandise, and that's if you support us at $10, and at $10 a month, which is you know all we ask is $10 a month. Um, there's more benefits if you if you uh, donate higher, um, but you get exclusive content and you know you get a, you get a lot of benefits that come with being a supporter, um, and it's really just to, to to be the next level, the difference between a fan and a supporter. Um, so that being said, though, that's some of the things that we have going on very soon. Um, another thing is I'm going to be moving to St. Louis, so St. Louis, Missouri, is where I'll be setting up camp for for a while. And so I'll be moving there in about two weeks. And so I'm really excited about that. I think that God's going to be using a lot of great opportunities as I transition out of being a student pastor at a church here in Iowa. And I transition into pursuing Simply Love Jesus as my full-time vocation. Um, and until that can actually support me full-time financially, I'll be getting my income supplemented by Starbucks. So that'll be great. I'm really excited to just, you know, be able to interact with the people of St. Louis and to be able to start making connections and sharing the gospel and, you know, just building relationships and encouraging others. Um, but, you know, you can learn more about what I'll be stepping into as Simply Love Jesus as my full-time ministry focus. Uh, you can learn more about that at uh, simplylovejesus.com. And so you, that's our website. You can follow us on Instagram at SLJ Ministries or Twitter at SLJ Ministries or Facebook at SLJ Ministries. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a trend, there's a theme that's going on here, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, that being said, please visit, go become a supporter by donating on Patreon. Um, you can find that at patreon.com slash SLJ Ministries. And we'll have all the links to this in the note section below. But that being said, I want to, you know, that's a quick update. I don't want to spend too much time on that because, you know, that's not kind of the focus of this episode. The focus of this episode is I would just want to capture some of my live thoughts and reflections on the last series that we did, which was Let's Talk About Race. And so here's some follow-up reflections from me about that topic of race. 
Also, before I forget, just love to give a shout out to Chill Hop Music, who provides all of the music that we use for our podcast. And I, you know, I just love their music. I think it's great, and you can hear it right here. And this comes from the uh, Summer 2020 album the, um, of Chill Hop, and it's it's good stuff. You can find it on Spotify. We'll link that in the comment section below as well. Uh, but that being said, you know, we've been in a, we were in a series for a while, and hopefully we can come back and visit it. And I, you know, honestly, the more I reflect on that conversation, the more that I really want to hopefully add episodes to that season and so i don't know what that will look like i'm hoping that even in the future as we record more episodes i'll just add it to that season and even if that means the episodes are a little out of order i don't i don't know what that looks like but you know that being said hopefully it'll figure itself out but you know that's a conversation i don't want to just stop i you know my hope is in the future i can get some more guests on the show um i didn't get a lot of response unfortunately from people that we could talk more diverse uh people that we could talk to Uh, i would really love to have an atheist on the show um someone who's really active in social justice that we can get their thoughts on it because i love hearing from different worldviews and their different approaches to social justice and 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 how their worldview informs that and where they draw their their compass for morality you know um but we were in a series talking about race and it was all about it was in light of some unfortunate acts of oppression against the black community that's been in our country lately um and there's been more and more it continues to happen because racism is still real unfortunately it's not something that is end ended yet and i'm hoping that in my lifetime we will see it truly end i don't know if that'll be the case uh and i wonder if it's just not the case just because of the way selfish nature works we're always looking for ways to one-up others um racism has taken many forms over the course of history and that still affects us to this day you know we may have emancipated um, slavery we may have abolished it in america uh, but it it still exists uh because of the 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 prejudice against those people um the civil rights movement by you know that was spearheaded by Martin Luther King Jr. definitely made progress because it it, uh, removed segregation. But even then, the prejudice still remains because it was still within the human hearts of people. It was still within our hearts and our selfish, selfish nature. And I believe that selfish nature is a result of sin. I believe it's a result of sin. And that is the ultimate problem. And this goes I mean, all the way back to Israel. You know, when you look at the prophets and you look at the book of Jeremiah and the book of Ezekiel, God communicated through his prophets a, a very consistent message. In Jeremiah chapter 31, God speaks to through Jeremiah and he says, behold, the day, and this is the New King James Version, I just, I I really like the way that this translation worded this passage, so the, I don't really have a, I don't, 
I don't really have a specific translation that I would say you should or shouldn't use. But the, for today, this is the one that I really appreciated. It says, uh, verse 31 in chapter 31, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, and when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. And now, and pause, this is referring to Moses when Moses, when God through Moses uh, liberated um, the Hebrews out of enslavement in Egypt. It says, my covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. So he, what he's referring to is saying that Israel, they broke their covenant, but God upheld his promise and he was faithful to them regardless, even though Israel was not faithful to the Lord. He was still faithful to them. And, but because of this, verse 33, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord. For they shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Um, Meaning he will not, um, not that he will somehow forget it, but that he will remember it no more in the sense of keep an account. Um, he will, you know, forgiveness. And so in Ezekiel, in a very similar passage, hear this, what he says, hear the, hear the, uh, the similarities in the language. Um, he says in Ezekiel, for I will take you among the nations, gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. Talking about Israel. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your filthiness and all from your idols. He's talking about um, Israel. I will give you, Israel, the nation of Israel, God's people, a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take out your heart of stone. Um, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and I will give you a new heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, my laws, um, and you will keep my judgments and do them. You will hear my law, you'll hear my words, and you'll do them. And then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. So the word of God to the prophets, to the people, to us, essentially, as well as they move forward, is the word that our problem is our hearts. We have a heart problem. God gave us commands to uphold our relationship with him, a covenant, and we broke them. Why do we break them? Because we're so focused on doing things, doing them. And yet God's word was so consistent, even in Deuteronomy, that the purpose of the law is not that you're becoming righteous by what you do. It's by loving God and putting your trust and faith in him. And it is by through your love for God that you will obey. Not when you obey God, you will then love God. It's when you love God that you will obey God. When you love him, it's a heart issue. And the number one problem is we try to fix this stuff in our strength 
through our control. But what God is trying to tell his people, it says, no, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to give you a new spirit. And how does he do that? How did he give them a new heart and a new spirit? Through Jesus. Mm, Through Jesus. Because Jesus came. He died and rose again. And then when he ascended into heaven, what did he do? He said, I'm going to give you a helper. When we place our faith in him, we are given that new heart. When we place our faith in him, Christians, we teach it as saying that you are like born, you are born again. You're becoming a new person, a new life and a new heart, so to speak. Actually, that's exactly what he means is a new heart. And what did he also do? He gave them the spirit of God, the spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. This book of Romans is the same spirit that lives within you, a new spirit. So God's spirit lives within his people. And when we love God, the whole point is not relying on our strength, but by through the power of God, through the spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead, the power of God is the same power that lives within us. But the only way we have access to that is true, genuine faith. And that genuine faith only comes from a place of a new heart, new love, authentic, loving God, focusing on him, seeking him. And it is through that love that we will obey him. And when you love God, you know how you know you're loving him and how you're seeking him with all of your heart. It is that when you know you're loving him with all of your heart, because the spirit of God produces fruit. And Paul talks about this in Galatians. What does he say? That the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. These are things that are produced. You read it in the text. It says right there. These are the things that are produced, the fruit that is produced by the spirit. When you focus on God, God, God's power, when you trust in him, he produces these things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, love. You know what it doesn't produce? It doesn't produce pride. It doesn't produce prejudice. It doesn't produce um, self-righteousness, like not self-righteousness, but it, well, I, mean, I guess it is like self-righteousness. It's a sense that like, I am holier than thou. It does not produce that. It does not produce pride. It does not produce prejudice. It does not produce selfishness. It actually produces selflessness. It's others focused. You can't be a racist when you love Jesus. You can't because God loves all people. He loves all people to all nations that would be blessed. God, it says in Exodus chapter, I think 34. Yeah. Exodus 34, 6. That the Lord, the Lord told Moses, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And we also see through Isaiah, you know, you see this in Isaiah, especially in chapter 56 and in chapter 66, you you see that God has a desire for all nations to to come to the Lord to, in their language was to come to Israel. But what, what, what God is trying to do is to bring all nations to himself. And so God has a love for all people. And we see this because his love was to be extended through Israel, Israel, through Israel. It is Israel who would witness be a, be a 
a reflection of God's love and grace and mercy, an ultimate reflection of his character to all the nations, that the new he- that the whole kingdom of God would be that all nations come to the Lord. And so God loves his people. God loves people, all people of every nation, every race, every ethnicity, every gender, every whatever. He loves people. He created them to be in relationship with him. And so when I reflect on this series that we just did and talking about race and talking about um, the problems in our world, I, I know I'm talking a lot about the Bible, but that's because I first have, for me, the Bible is what informs everything for me. It's, it's, it, it is my ultimate authority. And it is through the, the Bible and the scriptures that gives me my worldview that shapes for me to go and talk to every person. And it is what shapes in my heart to be able to go and see every person and love them equally and to s- desire to serve them equally. One of my biggest takeaways in my conversation with Datreon and then Mike, both of their advice to me kind of came back to the words of Michael Jackson that if you want to solve the problems of the world, it starts by taking a look at the man in the mirror. And I think that's so true. When you, if you want to if you want to solve the issues of racism, I don't believe that the answer is by going to extremists and going to extreme side Marxism or whatever. It's you got to take a look at the person in the mirror, reflect yourself. You have to be the better person. And that means choosing to be a person who is self-controlled, who's gentle and faithful and a person who chooses to be good and kind no matter what. And a person who disagrees with this is a person and, you know, right, rightfully so if they, this is their worldview, but this is a person who there is no God there, the person who believes that these, you can't, you can't enact change by being gentle and self-controlled. This is a person who wants to take control into their own hands and they are the ultimate authority. And granted, if that's your worldview, then I guess so. But for me, I believe that the te- standing the test of time, you look at art and literature, movies, TV shows, books. What is one of the biggest messages that has been communed, 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 <laughs> communicated throughout um, the past several decades? It's that evil is triumphed over when you are resilient and when you choose to continue to be good and continue to show love, continue to hold to what is right and not giving into the temptation to fight fire with fire. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Uh, and that really goes back to Jesus's message. Jesus, what Jesus taught, turn the other cheek. It's be resilient do not fight fire with fire but turn the other cheek um that was one of jesus's original messages and i think that that is still the answer today 
it is should we speak out against injustice yes should we defend the oppressed yes but how do you do that do you do it by taking up arms do you do that by carrying picket fences or or, you know signs and do you do that by now forming in your own mind a prejudice against police officers or white people do you do that by becoming a social media keyboard warrior for justice you know i don't i don't know i don't know i i personally just i what i've seen to be true is that you continue to be resilient in choosing good over evil and I believe choosing good over evil is choosing to choosing to, to to balance the you speak up, you speak out, you defend the oppressed. If you see someone being if you see someone being attacked, you know, defend them. Um, don't just be a bystander. Be active, but as you're choosing to be active and standing up against oppression. You must continue to be self-controlled, gentle, kind, faithful, patient, peaceful, joyful, loving, servant-heartedness, selfless, righteous. These are the things that you must continue to do as you speak out against oppression. Speaking out and, and defending those who are being oppressed speaking and speaking on behalf defending the black community like and trying to be a voice to be allied with them um that does not mean you somehow forego virtues of patience and peacefulness and goodness and gentleness you don't forego those the moment you try to, you choose to speak out in fact, you have to exercise more self-control, and I believe that is truly how you'll get things done. Why? Because those people will be more willing to listen to you. If you're self-controlled and you hold yourself back and you calmly, you collect yourself, you communicate clearly with people, they're more likely to hear your words. But if you're thrashing about and you're and you're out of control and you're just so angry and you can't control yourself, they're not going to hear you because your emotions are going to be too out of whack and they're not going to listen to you and give you the time of day. But you want to be heard. You want your voice to be listened to. You want your opinion to be seen as valid. So if you want that to happen, you got to be self controlled james 119 people be quick to listen slow to speak slow to get angry before human anger does not produce the righteousness that god desires this james 119 now how do you do that i personally believe that if you're not being empowered by the spirit of god you're gonna fall short because you're choosing to trust in your own strength. And I think your own strength and your own power, I believe it can take you somewhere, but it can't take you far enough. You won't be able to go as far as you need to go. I think to truly have that, you have to be empowered to make true, the go the distance, the lasting distance that will transcend generations. Man, you gotta be 
empowered by the spirit, something that is stronger than you are and can go further than you can because it transcends your lifetime. And that's when you got to trust in the spirit of God. And the only way you can trust in the spirit of God and be empowered by him is you have to place your faith in him. And the only way you can place your faith in him is you have to love him. You have to love God. And the only way we can love God is when we are brought back to what God has done for us because that humbles us and it makes us reflect and realize that, man, even when I didn't deserve it, even when I was just as bad as a person who's racist, when I chose to be selfish, when God, the Bible clearly says all sin is equal, all sin is, all, anyone who sinned has fallen short of God's glory. So if I chose to lie to someone or I chose to, to speak badly against someone, that's just as bad in God's eyes as choosing to be racist. It's just as sinful. And I'm just as guilty. And yet, because I'm just as guilty, God still chose to forgive me and still chose to love me and still chose to give me a second chance. Be why? Because he wants us to partner with him the way that things were originally intended, like in the beginning of Genesis. That's the that's the way it was intended, was to partner with God, be empowered by his spirit, to work in cooperation with him, to reign over the earth and to be a reflection of God's love to all of creation. Um, that was the purpose. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so those are some of my thoughts. Um, I don't know if I answered your questions. I don't know if it, it stirred something in you. I, my hope is that it does. Um, and maybe you have thoughts on this that aren't even being heard right now. And you feel like there's something that hasn't been communicated. And if so, message us on social media. We want to have you on the podcast. We want your voice to be heard. And you can do that by following us at SLJ Ministries on Instagram or Twitter. Um, I want to encourage you visit our website, simplylovejesus.com. Become a supporter and visit our Patreon. And so all the links to that will be in the description below. Thank you again for just taking time to listen to some of my some of my thoughts and reflections this is this was all unscripted this wasn't planned i didn't have an outline i just you know i i listened to the episodes and then i hit record because this is my live thoughts um so yeah have a great day let us know how we can pray for you